Every year, between 800 and 900 people take on the challenge of completing the entire Appalachian Trail in one season. It is a test of courage. It is a test of strength. It takes hard work, planning, and a lot of research. While it might seem like a standard walk in the woods on paper, its length, measuring in at 2,190 miles, would beg to differ. And the simple truth is that the more miles you walk, the more likely you are to run into someone dangerous. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's two-part episode, we're going to discuss yet another murder case from the Appalachian Trail, the brutal 1990s slaying of Jeff Hood and Molly LaRue, a couple in their mid-twenties who wanted to change the world and never got the chance. This is part one of their story. Before we jump right into yet another mountain murder, I do have an update regarding the Riverdale Road episode for everyone. After listening to it, my grandmother informed me that I'd been there plenty of times, or nearby at least, because my grandparents used to live right by it, apparently. I don't know if I've actually been on the road, but I do know that one Christmas our presents were stolen out of the car, and I am officially not ruling the ghost boy out of the potential list of suspects. She also informed me that she regularly drives this road to attend craft shows and has yet to see any paranormal activity. But a good friend of mine volunteered to go check it out with me as long as we go during the day. So you can probably expect some fun updates from that whenever our schedules align and Colorado stops flipping from being below zero and blizzard conditions and 60 degrees and sunny. But now let's get back on the right path. We've discussed the Appalachian Trail before when covering the murder of Ronald Sanchez, so if you haven't listened to that episode before and you're interested in this one, that is definitely a very sad and terrifying story. But before Ronald Sanchez set out on the trail, other people were murdered on it, and at some point I'll probably end up covering all of these cases. But today, we're going to focus on Molly and Jeff's story. Given the fact that quite a few people have been murdered on this trail, you might be wondering just how safe this area is. And the truth is that it really isn't all that safe. But does that necessarily mean that you're really likely to be murdered? Probably not. There are plenty of other ways to get injured or die on this trail, and they're pretty much all related to nature and personal health. It isn't uncommon for the National Park Service to be sent out to offer aid along the trail, even to the most experienced hikers. The trail itself is long and strenuous, and there are cliffs and falls and rivers that pose quite a bit of risk. It's more than possible to get injured on the trail, and people, even healthy people, succumb to heart attacks and other health risks out there. Reading about the Appalachian Trail kind of reminded me of A Million Ways to Die in the West, if you've ever seen that movie. Like, sure, you might be able to handle the walk, but 
What about the hypothermia risks? What if you run out of water? Several hikers have actually been struck by lightning and crushed by falling trees. This is nature, true nature, and it comes with a lot of risks. The thing about being in a place like this is it gets you off the grid. Most of us long for that. It's the reason that we hike, the reason that we go backpacking or camping. It's that sweet moment of being disconnected from the chaos of regular life. But it also puts you at a significant disadvantage. Getting away from other people is fine until you find yourself alone in the woods and the only other person around wants to kill you. In this case, that's exactly what happened. Before we dive too far into the murders themselves, I do want to take some time to talk about Molly and Jeff. These were two young people who, by all accounts, had hearts of gold. They were loving and giving people who worked with troubled youths and wanted to leave the world better than they found it. And I know that we hear this a lot, right? One of my favorite YouTubers, Natalie Tran, also known as Community Channel, actually did a video on this back in like 2007 called She Was a Quiet Girl, where she basically commented on how people always say nice things about murder victims. The video has since been archived and it was a comedy video, but I always thought that it made a really good point. Being murdered doesn't make you a saint all of a sudden, and while it's important to acknowledge what has been lost when someone is killed, some of the stuff that we read in news articles probably is just generic lies and overly kind sentiments from people who probably didn't even like the victim all that much. Sadly, sometimes the loudest people in a tragedy are the ones who didn't know the person half as well as they want everyone to think that they did. That isn't always the case, obviously, but I do think it happens more often than we think. I don't know if you have ever had any kind of tragedy happen at your school or around the office, but when I did, it really showed me that a lot of people are straight up dishonest about victims, their relation to victims, and what the person was like in real life. But in this case, there is absolutely no arguing that these two young people were just striving to make the world a better place. The two were known to take at-risk youth out into nature to help them learn more about nature and to find a deeper sense of peace. They were college graduates who were deeply committed to helping young people find their joy, even if they had a really difficult upbringing. I didn't find too much about what their lives were like before this happened, so I don't know if this is a personal interest in any way, but I do know that people who go out of their way to help other people live better and happier lives are a special kind of great. It's one thing to lift people up in your social circle, but another thing entirely to go out of your way to serve the people in your community that aren't even close to you. Molly was a licensed Outward Bound instructor, a lifelong backpacker, and an emergency medical technician. She was very trained to be outside. When asked, her father said, If there was one place Molly would have liked to die, 
it would have been the woods. It would have been nice, though, if she would have been 85 instead of 25. Jeff and Molly met in Kansas, working at a church-sponsored program for vulnerable youths. When they were laid off, they decided to take their love of nature to the next level and take on the Appalachian Trail. They left on June 4th, 1990, traveling under the names Clevis and Nalgene. We talked about this in the other episode on the Appalachian Trail, but generally people will come up with alternate names to go by because you don't want to give strangers your name, right? The two were murdered on September 13, 1990. They would be discovered covered in blood, much to the shock of everyone that knew them, even the people that they had just met out on the trails, including a man named Earl Swift, who no doubt breathed some new life into the story because he was, by trade, an author and a journalist. But if you want to hear more about just how impossible this murder was on paper, you will have to hop over to part two of the episode. Thanks, guys. 